Am I live? Yes, I am. Good morning. Uh, I'm Nick. Welcome. And for those uh, watching us online, welcome today. Um, while we were worshipping earlier, I just wanted to start this moment in just recognizing the majesty of our God rather than just plowing straight into what I believe God is saying today. So if we just take a moment. Father God, we thank you that you are here. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here. We thank you, Father God, for your unending faithfulness to us as we turn to you. You never turn away from us. And Father, as we focus on your word, on your promises, at this moment in time, Father, Holy Spirit, come and enable us to understand where you are in our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. So I'd like to ask you all the question this morning. Where is your God? Where is your God? Is he on the boundaries of your life? Is he the frame of your life which holds the picture of your life, of your agenda? Or is he right at the very core of your life, bleeding colours into creating the picture that he is wanting to create? Firstly, in you, and then through you. Today we're looking at faithfulness, Galatians 5.22. And faithfulness is a challenging one, maybe to unwrap, because it is quite subjective. We all here have quite different experiences of our walk and our relationship with God. Now, how we hear God, God is not a cookie cutter of Christians. He makes us all beautifully original, wonderfully made, and we hear him slightly differently. But the fundamentals around faith is the fact you can't earn it, you can't buy it, Faithfulness is nothing that can be earned. It's nothing that can be received in any way other than by grace. By God's grace. It's not about the doing. It's about the being. It's about being connected to God. It's about being grafted into God. And that is where that faithfulness comes alive. And for those of you who aren't gardeners, brought a little propped. Propped? 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 Thank you. <laughs> so God speaks of, Jesus speaks of the vine and how we are grafted to him. And when a grafting occurs, a slot is taken out of the vine. And us, as a lone branch, is inserted into the side. And so they become one. 
They become one only when that is inserted and that stays there and that is bound up and it takes three days. Three days for this bond to actually transfer through. I've forgotten what it's called. Bear with me. I can't see it. Um, the, 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 no, it's totally gone out of my head. Um, oh, golly, that is so annoying. Um, <laughs> it is, it's, it's the system that runs through our body. If anybody's a doctor or a medical, what, the system that runs blood through our body and all. Yes, that's fine. Thank you very much. We'll run with that. It takes three days to establish circulatory system. Three days to create this. And if you remove it, that is broken. You keep that in there, three days, you are bonded. And then that branch can bear fruit. The thing is, so often is the case that when hard times hit, how bonded do we stay to God? How often do we say, actually, no, I, I'm really struggling here, God, I've got to work this out myself. And we reduce our awesome, magnificent God down to the size of our biggest problem. Where he goes, no, the only way you can stand, the only way you can bear fruit is to stay connected to me, to stay intimate with me, to keep your heart focused on me, because that is the only way, because I am the truth, the way, and the life, and only by being connected can you do that. Another little one. There is a difference between belief, between faith, and faithfulness. Faithfulness is not faith. Faith is a gift of the Spirit. Faithfulness is a fruit of the Spirit. What's the difference? Here's a stool. I look at this, and I look at the integrity of it, how it's put together, looks pretty strong. I believe, I believe that this would hold me. I believe. Faith is taking belief into action. That I will stand on God. I will stand on God. That is the faith that has been given to me. Faithfulness is staying here. Faithfulness is staying put, standing on God, no matter what the world throws at us no matter what the temptations that life brings, you stay here. You do not move. You stay intimate with God. That takes courage. That takes courage. And that's sometimes really hard. And I think over my last 30 years of walking in faith with God, trusting him, his faithfulness. There have been so many stories of heartache, of brokenness, of loss, of pain. But my God, he has been outrageously faithful and has stood with me, provided for me, been there at times when you just are feeling so alone and isolated 
And he goes, but I've got you, Nick. Even to the degree that I weep in bed and I feel his arms physically around me. That is the intimacy of God. That is the reality of the God that we come to worship. That we say we are seeking to have faithfulness and follow. The faith, faithfulness is a covenant. Faithfulness is a covenant that God has made. And if I revert back to what I was just saying about that branch in three days, it runs through the Old Testament, it runs through the New Testament. There's something about three in the Bible that is really quite bizarre. And in finding out that that bond of the circulatory system takes three days, other thoughts came to mind as well. And I thought it was three days that God created the land and the trees. Add three. On the sixth day, God created animals and he created us out of the dust of the earth. Abraham, on the third day, as God was testing him, on the third day, he came to the place where God showed him he would sacrifice his own son in a test of Abraham's faithfulness. But then at the last moment, God turns up and he says, bless you, bless you for trusting me. Here is a ram. You don't have to sacrifice your son. It was three days that Jonah was in the whale. Why? Because he was running from God. He wasn't trusting God in the call that he had on his life. It was three days before God spurted him out of the whale. And Jonah realized that when God calls and sends, he equips and he is faithful. It is a covenant that God has made with us. That when we root ourselves in him, he will be faithful. His word will not return empty. And Jesus said, in three days, I will destroy and rebuild this temple. But then the anomaly is you might think, well, yeah, hang on. One of the major miracles was Lazarus. That was four days. All glory to God. That is always the case. And that's what Jesus came for. And that's what we are here for. All glory to God. Jesus waited till the fourth day to raise Lazarus to make sure that there was no doubt, no hesitation in anybody's mind that God, his father, was here, manifest through himself. The Jews believe that in days one to three, at any point in time, the spirit hovers over the body and can re-enter and a person can come back to life. That is why Jesus waited to the fourth day because at that time, the spirit has gone. It has departed. There is no hope of coming back to life, let alone the decomposition of the body that's occurred in that heat. So Jesus waited for four days to see his father's name glorified. That is a covenant that God has made with us. As we come to faith, we find Jesus. He says, you are now bonded with me. And as long as you remain in me, as long as you remain in me, you will bear fruit 
If you don't remain in me, you cannot bear fruit. It won't last. So where are we in our journey with God? How are we allowing ourselves to be constantly rooted in him? To allow him to paint that picture from the middle to enable and allow him to form us into what he wants us to be. And we can look at that and go, but Lord, it doesn't make sense. Or Father, this doesn't look the right way. Or this is too challenging. Yeah, it is challenging. But there is zeal and courageousness that is needed in faith. The more you step out into the water, the deeper you go, the more you find God. That zeal was demonstrated by a giant of the faith in a book that I've read, which if you don't have it, do get it. It's by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And he was a 29-year-old martyr, pastor, prophet, and spy. The book by the same name. And he was executed by the Nazis 29 days before the end of war in Europe. The words he said resound quite deeply, if I could find them. I've been running off script. Bear with me. Bonhoeffer said, completely, completely abandon any attempt to make something of yourself. And in doing so, will completely throw ourselves into God's arms. That is where intimacy with God begins. That is where intimacy with God begins and faithfulness grows. It takes zeal. Zeal, there's a word in the Bible, or not in the Bible, but there's a a word that is used to describe the nature of people within the Bible called Chutzpah. Sounds a bit like footspar, but it's chutzpah. Quite onomatopoeic, quite. <clears throat> and it is either for doing good or for doing bad. Nothing in the middle. It is black and it's white. God wants us to have a faithfulness, a chutzpah faithfulness, a boldness in our faith. An understanding that we are a royal priesthood, that we've been called into this relationship with this Father God, the creator of all things in us. And there's an audacity attached to that. There's an audacity attached to that. In claiming that place that I am a child of God and I will step into it. And I will live my faithfulness because I am connected with him and I will be proud and strong of my father God because he is all that I know and all that I am and all that I ever will be. The word faithfulness comes from the Greek word pistos and it describes a fatherly relationship, a relationship that is intimate that is trustworthy even in hard times. So I ask the question, where are you? Where are you in your journey with God? Where are you 
And as I said at the beginning, we all have different journeys with God. But we all have the same one God who has covenanted to us that he will, he must be faithful. But that faithfulness can only be fulfilled if we are faithful to him. That covenant can only be manifested and his call on our, all of our lives be realized if we are faithful to him and stay rooted in him and allow him to touch our hearts, to transform our lives, to change our minds and see his purposes, his kingdom come in us and then through us. Fruits of the Spirit are not about, oh, if I turn to God, I will be able to do this. If I turn to God, I will see this result. No, it's about relationship first and foremost. It is out of that intimacy that the fruit then flows because he does it, not us. He enables us. And that is where, when one worships sometimes, and you realize the majesty of him, and that all you are is down to him, not yourself. And all that you have seen him do is down to him, and nothing that you can do. And you just fall down on your knees and just go, God, you are so amazing. You are so amazing. And I am so privileged to be in this relationship with you. More of you, please, Lord. And as Jesus said, expect even more than I saw. Expect to do even more than I did. Expect. Have that chutzpah. Have that courage. Have that zeal. Because it's there that you meet with God. It is there that you see your faith in its fullness manifested because of your intimacy with So I would like to ask the question, would I have to come on, Agnes? When I came here this morning, I was saying, Father, what do you want to say this morning? I've written all these words, all that I think you've been wanting to say, but I hardly looked at them once. I've lost my place a couple of times. But it's, it's as my dear wife will tell you, yesterday I was... I was, Lord, are you going to be there? Are you going to help me? Are you going to bring what you want through me? Are you going to be with us? And he is here. And I'm just wondering where you guys are at. And if you want more. And Agnes is just going to start some worship. And if you are saying, yeah, Lord, I want to either come back to you and reconnect with you. Oh, Lord God, help me grow in my faithfulness. Help me, Father God, cleave more to you. As we stand to worship, I'd just like you to come forward. And if there are people in ministry team here who want to pray, who are able to pray, then pray. Then come forward. Folk, if you want to receive prayer, if you want to come forward as a commitment to say, yes, God, I want more, then just come forward. And it'd be a privilege to pray with you and for you. So if we could worship whatever you've got, Agnes. And as you just stand and worship, I'm going to stay here, maybe joined by others, if you want to come forward for prayer. Thank you.